Hi, folks. It's Foss here from thechrisfossshow.com. Welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today, folks, everyone? Uh, we certainly appreciate you guys tuning in. Be sure to give us a like. Subscribe to us on youtube.com forward slash Chris Foss. Hit that bell notification button. Also, be sure to share the show with your friends. You can go to thecvpn.com and uh, subscribe to the six or seven different shows we have over there. There's still one cooking that we'll be launching soon. And also... Uh, you can go to, uh, it's also found at chrisvosspodcastnetwork.com if you want to spell that whole bloody thing out. Anyway, we appreciate you guys uh, supporting the show and promoting it and all that good stuff, sharing it with your friends, neighbors, relatives, dogs, cats. Anyway, uh, let's get into tech news for the day. Tech news for the day, uh, it's a Friday. Oh my gosh, Chris, we made it to Friday again. Yeah, it's weird. We keep having that happen. So uh, we're still here. <laughs> The plan has not imploded yet. Knock on wood. There we go. I don't know if you heard the knock, but uh, anyway, um, it's what is it? October twenty fifth. Holy crap, man! It's always Christmas. Ah! I mean, they're already probably starting to play Christmas music at some of the stores. And uh, let's move on to something that's more uh, fun and interesting than massive amounts of debt, giving gifts to loved ones who hate you half the time. Or if you're like me most of the time, I don't know. I love my family. They're good people. I'm not sure they love me. And I can't blame them if they don't, really. So there's that. Sounds like I'm having it. What is this, like a psychology session? Chris, how long have you been feeling this way? No, I have a great family, and they're wonderful, and I think they love me. Um, I'm just still not sure why. I think that's the biggest problem. I'm confused. Why do they still love me in spite of myself? Uh, <laughs> don't we all have that problem? I don't know. It's maybe just me. It's probably just me. Anyway, let's go <laughs> tech news. What the hell's going on in the world today, Chris? This is what we tuned in for. We didn't hear. We didn't tune in to hear about your uh, psychological issues, man. We're not your psychiatrists. We don't get paid enough for this kind of crap. Ah, uh, there you go. Uh, Facebook. You may have heard of these guys. They're uh, been around for a little while. <laughs> Boy, man, they're just uh, they're just in the bucket for everything these days man they're just uh the whipping post for most successful thing to hate on or something <laughs> i don't know so uh according to facebook and this is from facebook facebook begins testing facebook news with a subset of people in the u.s across four categories of select publishers general topical diverse and local news um they're testing out this new space you've been hearing me talk about it for a while now on the uh, podcast. So hopefully you've been listening and tuning in, hearing all our commentaries. We've gone across the development of this concept. It's interesting uh, to me, uh, and, and Tech uh, Crunch has a great article on this. We'll get into it in a second. Um, you know, they, there was one point, and I don't know if this is substantiated, but it was rumors they were going to pay up to $3 million to news agencies to bring them news. This is a nut that Facebook has been trying to crack for like 10 years. Um, and there's a lot of different failures that they've had, and news has been one of them. And partially because, you know, they're walling off their garden doing it, and they're trying to make money doing it, and uh and create scarcity by doing it in ordaining certain people to be news people and uh everything else 
And they betrayed news agencies now for a good record time over 10 years. Uh, TechCrunch, like I said, we'll get into their article on it. But, you know, we've seen it over the years. I've seen the failure of the Facebook phone. Remember that? <laughs> I remember that failure. Uh, we had a review unit from AT&T at one point, and uh, that thing dive-bombed, uh, I don't know, like a diver into a waterless cement pool. Um and uh, just people just were not going to get it. Uh, YouTube years ago um, betrayed the news so many times and betrayed so many different promises and implicate or in, things that they implied that they were going to try and hold the thing. They just, they just, their word just became shit that by the time they decided they wanted to compete with YouTube and they went around trying to get YouTubers to come over, YouTubers were like, no, man, you guys have a bad reputation of of bad trading where you're like, yeah, well, that's your free, and we'll let you protect you, and then all of a sudden you charge the fuck out of people. For years, I told my clients back in the day when everyone was like, you got to get a Facebook page and build it. That's where all the traffic is, and it's free. And I'm like, you guys got to understand, it's not going to be free forever. And people are like, you're crazy, Chris. You're stupid. No, it's gonna, uh, it's brilliant. It's going to be free. And I'm like, it's not going to be free. Once they fill that thing fucking up, then they're going to put in rules, and then they're going to start charging the fuck out of you to access your own freaking list. No, Chris, you're crazy. Guess what they did? <laughs> I called that one. That's what all of these major sites do. I used to make a shit ton of money off of YouTube. Then they changed the rules. Why? Because people were making too much money. And they were like, nah, we don't need you guys anymore. We're huge now, so uh, we need you at one time. We don't need you now, so we're just not going to pay as much. And all the sites do that. In fact, Medium, if you followed the story, I think it was two or three days ago on the podcast, Medium's doing the same thing now to its curators. That's what every single one of these companies do. They use you until you get big, and they screw you. Um, you know, it's just it's just the way businesses operate, really. My father used to always join these multi-level marketing companies. He loved multi-level marketing companies, and he would join them. And they would do the same thing. As soon as they got big, they would go, mm, we need to make some changes to your commission scale. And he'd go from making buku bucks to nothing. And they would do it every single time. In fact, he would work with uh, life insurance companies. And life insurance companies have this little trick that they do with uh, their contracts, I guess. And what they would do is, is they would make it so they would, they would buy each other out and sell each other all the time. And they would put in their contracts that if another company bought out their that their company, they wouldn't be obligated to continue paying out the residuals. Because my father would go sell life insurance because he's like, hey, if I sell this life insurance to people, I get a lifetime of residual income from them renewing the life insurance annuities and all that kind of crap. Well, no, he found out the hard way that there's like some provision in the contracts where every time the company gets sold bought out or does some sort of merger crap, they can uh, nullify those contracts. But they do get to keep the business from the customers that they brought to them. This is the way companies just do business. And, um, it, you know, it, that's the way it is. So that's the reputation Facebook got for itself. And so YouTubers just would not have any of it. They're just like, we're not stupid. We're sticking over here. You guys can't be trusted worth shit. And we've, of course, seen what 
Mark Zuckerberg has done with our trust and privacy and everything else in our profiles. I'm not sure why the site still works. Maybe because everyone's family's on it. And, you know, there's a problem with Google Plus. I mean, you couldn't get people's families over there and all the grandmas and grandpas were just like, I can't figure out how to sign up for a new service. And so, um, you know, and what's funny is that a lot of people went to Instagram and then Facebook bought it. So you know, they just own everything really at this point. Um, so uh, let's get to the TechCrunch article. We'll see if this is going to be a success or a failure. They're launching this. Um, according to Vox, the sources say Facebook is going to pay news partners up to $3 million a year for appearing in its news tab. Uh, originally, when they shopped this, they were trying to charge they're going to close off wall off their garden and try and charge news agencies to uh, be on their tabs. But I guess that didn't work for them, and everyone just went, no. But there's a great article on TechCrunch if you go over there, and it's an article from Josh Constein. Constein. Uh, you can check it out, and it's called Why the Facebook News Tab Shouldn't Be Trusted 10 Years of Abusing um, Publishers. And he really nailed what we've all been thinking, uh, those of us who follow Facebook all these years, um, and uh, all the stuff that they've tried to do, instant articles, uh, deleted news feed, extra traffic, uh, you know, all the different things that they've tried to do over these uh, 10 years. And he chronicles this and go through, uh, goes through all the different complaints, all the different things that uh, Facebook tried to do with instant articles, um, people uh, and publishers just abandoning it, uh, Facebook referrals and everything else. Um, and, and basically the whole thing just seems to be a bait and switch program every single freaking time. A bait and switch program to try and get news people to go in there, try and get traction for news so they can sell it and make money. And the traffic drops either because the algorithms are, you know, it's like a drug. They're just, it, it's, it's like a drug basically that they're doing where they're like, Hey man, you want some free cocaine? Yeah, it's free. Here's some free cocaine for you. And then you come back, you're like, Hey, can I get some more of that free cocaine? They're like, Hmm. Oh, you like that cocaine? That cocaine we got you hooked on? Yeah, we're going to have to charge you for it now. That's basically what they did with Facebook pages. Uh, I constantly get these threats now from Facebook that say, you haven't used this Facebook page in a while. We're going to disengage that and, and take it down. And you know what's funny is I've been getting those for like months now, like six months or some shit, naive months or something. They still haven't taken them down. So, And then, you know. We won't send traffic there anymore. You're not sending traffic anymore. In fact, one thing I've been finding in some of the marketing I do and some of the consulting I do and stuff, um, trying to contact businesses that have really poor contact ability to them, uh, probably because I guess companies just don't like hearing from people anymore. And I guess they got plenty of money. Uh, they, uh, their Facebook pages are pretty much dead. There's still some people posting on it, but there's no one monitoring the messaging and questions and stuff. And it's got worse with these fucking piece of shit chat bots. These chat bots have pretty much, they've just put them on their Facebook pages so that they don't have to monitor them. They're just like, yeah, just talk to the chat box, whatever. We don't give a fucking shit anymore. I don't know what happened to Tom Peters in search of excellence. Uh, remember when that whole thing came into play and people were like, we need to be better to the customer and customer is number one. 
Not not in today's world. No. I mean, when you're seeing people getting dragged off fucking planes by their hair and shit and uh, punched in the face, you know, and, and all this sort of stuff, man, something's really freaking flipped. So there's that. Uh, let's move on to the next story. Uh, let me know what you think of the Facebook news thing. You can find me on Twitter under Chris Voss, Facebook Chris Voss, uh, LinkedIn Chris Voss. Let me know what you think. I'm kind of curious and all that good stuff. Uh, hey, did you know I own a 135,000-person group on LinkedIn? It's under social media news and tech. You should check it out. Uh, it's pretty darn cool. It's got a lot of tech stuff on it. And there's a lot of people in there chitty-chatting about on the LinkedIn channels. Anyway, uh, let's move on to Fast Company's uh, report that Google says it's now improving 10% of English searches in the U.S. by using NLP techniques to better understand query context and words relationship with each other. Really? Neuro-linguistic programming, NLP? I, I think we all have this, I think we all have a friend or someone, usually I meet these people at conferences, you know, they come up to me, hey, Chris, what do you do? Um, well, I do a lot of things. I have a podcast. I have a review website, a giant blog. The Chris Voss Show has been around for about 10 years. Make money consulting, uh, advertising, marketing. Uh, what do you do? I'm an NLP coach. <laughs> what? Yeah, I help people achieve success with NLP. And you're just like, you live in your mom's basement and uh, you're unemployed, huh? Yeah, pretty much that's it. <laughs> NLP, NLP, it's always, I always find they're just kind of between jobs, between gigs, or they haven't found one they really want to do. It's like, it's like when I find someone who, uh, it's like, I remember years ago, I knew someone that we uh, had to kick out of a home of real estate property oversaw, and they, um, and they were out of a job and, and uh, pretty much homeless and out of a job. Next thing we saw was they were posting on Facebook about how they were a life coach. <laughs> We're just like, and if you knew this person's life from what we had to endure of it to remove them from the home and, and hear about this person had no business being a life coach. My dog has got more life coach knowledge than this person does. And I see that a lot. You see a lot of people that are broken and they're just out of work and they're just like, I'm going to be a life coach. Now, I'm not saying all life coaches are that way. Don't get me. I don't want to hurt a bunch of feelings about life coaches. There are some really good people that are really great professionals who are doing a good job in this space. But there are some people <laughs> like I've seen these videos of like people. I'm a relationship coach. And you're like, why? Why are you a relationship coach? I just got out of a broken relationship for two years and he treated me like shit. And now I'm going to advise women on how not to make the same mistakes I did. I'm a relationship coach. It's like, honey, I don't want a relationship coach for somebody who can't hold a relationship together and makes bad choices and partners. I want a relationship coach who's been married for 30 fucking years that made that shit work. And the sex is still awesome two to three times a week. For real, not like lying, that shit they put on surveys. Um, that's what I want. Tell, give me that sort of coach. That's the people I want to listen to. You know, I learned this a long time ago. I, I was getting some advice recently, if you don't mind the segue. Um, I got some advice recently. I've, I've been building communities most of my life, really, when it comes down to it. Even in my business, it's really building a community. And in building a community, 
you know, there's a lot of work that goes into it, a lot of marketing, a lot of advertising, a lot of curation, a lot of uh, curating the environment of the community to make sure it's a healthy environment, to make sure it's, a, it's an environment that can grow. And there's a lot of work that goes into it. And then uh, I've been an entrepreneur uh, and marketer all my life. So there's a lot of A-B testing. So A-B-C, D-D, E-F-G testing. You're like, okay, we'll see if this works, see if that works. And you you try stuff to see if it works and what doesn't. And so I've been fairly successful at building, building communities. Recently, over the last year or so, I've been building a lot of communities in the gaming field because we get a lot of gaming products on the Chris Voss Show and we're viewing them. Uh, we've got the gaming podcast, chrisvossgaming.com, uh, that we do, and we have a lot of developers that come on. So, you know, we've been expanding our, our gaming chit-chat in that area. And so we've been expanding our gaming communities because those are the audience, you know, we want to curate and uh, serve. So um, uh, recently I had someone come to me and go, hey, you're doing this wrong, and I talked to these people, and and they're telling us you you're doing it all wrong. You got to do it this other way. And I said, well, who are these other people? <laughs> and they're like, oh, they're they're you know they're really smart people. Blah 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 blah. And I said, no, really, who are these people? Let me see the community they built. Because if they're telling me that what I'm doing wrong, they probably built a more successful community. Oh, okay, well, yeah, okay, let's go look at them. So I went over looked at them, and their community is. Uh, a tenth, no, hold on, not a tenth. It's about a fourth or a third percent of my community that I built. And I'm like, and it's largely dormant. And I'm like, <laughs> why is someone who's not as successful as me telling me what to do? Here's what I do. I go find people who are more successful than me. I follow my friend them. I build relationships with them. I learn from them. Uh, and certainly there are people that, that may, may not be as successful me that maybe I can learn from. Maybe they have a random idea that's really good. But for the most part, usually they may not know as much as I do. Now, there are times where I'm not as successful as I should be because I'm just fucking lazy. And that comes with the <laughs> concept of knowing what to do and knowing how to do it and feeling like you do it very easy. And so you're just like, ah, I'm just going to half-ass it, which I'm known to do. I have a lazy problem. Mm, it's just what it is. I talk about it more, but um, I don't know. I'm just lazy. <laughs> I don't know, man. I just, I have one of those things. I did the same thing in school. Yeah. A lot of people are, who are really smart, not me. Uh, we go to school and it's fucking boring because we know, we know a lot. And then there's a lot of shit we know we don't need to know, which I knew in high school. Um, and, um, yeah, it's just fucking boring and stupid. Like, I sat in algebra class going, I will never use this shit in the rest of my fucking life. This is a waste of my fucking time. And the fact that I was a teenager and knew that, holy shit. I knew what my parents' lives were. I knew what kind of math they used. And I was like, unless I'm going to be an astronaut, which I'm not because I'm too dumb to be an astronaut, <laughs> and I really don't care, uh, I don't need this math. So why are we having this whole sort of stupid shit that we're putting me through and making me feel, you know, shaming me that I'm a horrible, stupid kid because I can't learn math production. It's just, you know, it's just like, I don't know, just jump through the hoops. Anyway, let's uh, get off this little segue that we've been on. Lesson for this, though, as we wrap this segue is um, if you're going to if you're going to take advice from people, take advice from people that are more successful than what you're trying to do. 
don't take advice from people who aren't successful. Um, you know, I remember, I remember some of my girlfriends would get advice from, from, from their girlfriends and then they come to me and they go, Hey Chris, you know, we need to do this. What the fuck? And so, and she's like, yes, yeah, Susie says, uh, we need to do this. And I'm like, isn't Susie the one you always tell me? And this is the one you always tell me is a fucking whore. Can't keep a relationship down. She's banging every guy every weekend. Cause we, when we go to clubs, we see her with every guy every weekend. Wait, she's giving you relationship advice on what to do between us. Yeah. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Find people are successful. <laughs> And copy their success. Find people that are successful. Don't take advice from people that aren't more successful than you. You can listen to them. You can be like, mm, maybe there's a pile of good ideas and all that shit they're outputting. But you know what? You don't want to emulate them or their life if they're not more successful. So um, given that, there's nothing wrong with life coaches, um, but just do your research. Find out if they're really successful. The biggest problem with the internet is anyone can present themselves as hugely successful and meanwhile they're not so um and then a lot of times it's just because they've failed in in other avenues of business so they've decided to become a life coach um i gotta be honest with you i didn't get into social media and social media consulting and training and marketing until the uh what was it the 2008-2007 recession wiped out all my businesses wiped out everyone's businesses back then i mean the economy just came to a complete standstill um and just about everyone went bankrupt including didn't gm go bankrupt um i think chrysler got bought out and then ford had just gotten lucky they had financed a i think a bit a four billion dollar credit line or a billion dollar credit line just right before everything went to shit and so they were able to ride that baby out uh but yeah it was a it was a shit storm for everybody and that's what you know, put me into consulting because I, you know, I got 20 years of my businesses wiped out. But, uh, you know, uh, I used I use a lot of the marketing and a lot of the things I learned in the stuff I use nowadays. I mean, when I went into social media marketing consulting, uh, to me, it was all sales. So I'd been a salesman all my life and I was just moving right back into sales. I wasn't some guy who who some of the folks I've known in social media marketing was working at McDonald's before this and just went out and started selling pie in the sky crap. Anyway, uh, yeah, NLP techniques, that's great. I'm there, You know, there's something to that science, but, you know, anytime I've met somebody who's an NLP coach, um, you may want to dig deeper into their back of their life. I don't know. That, that, to me is, that to me is up there with MLM shit. Anyway, uh, let's move on. <laughs> Why are you so mean, Chris, to NLP stuff? I don't know. Maybe I need an NLP coach. AT&T says HBO Max will be available free to the 10 million AT&T customers in the U.S. who are also HBO subscribers when it launches in the spring, according to Reuters. Um, yeah, we're reviewing actually right now the AT&T Pixel XL4. It's actually called Pixel 4 XL, but uh, I'm just testing you. See if you're paying attention. <laughs> uh, so this should be kind of interesting, I guess, if you're in the sphere. AT&T, of course, owns a lot of different things. And, uh, yeah, I guess they got a deal there. They, If you remember, they recently bought out DirecTV. So you can get AT&T on your, 
on your DirecTV or DirecTV on your AT&T. There you go. Uh, we love the AT&T folks. They've been really good to us over 10 years. Uh, always send us those things review, and you should see the reviews on the Chris Voss Show or our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Chris Voss. Search for all the latest phone reviews from those fine folks. Reviewed from some of the other services as well, but I got to tell you, AT&T just gets us the phones first, and they always make sure we get them, and sometimes they get phones that no one else gets. So I'm really happy the, the Google Pixel 4 uh, is now, or the Pixels, let's just say it that way, are now available on AT&T and the other platforms. It was really kind of getting old that it was uh, only at AT&T, or I'm sorry, Google. You can only get it from Google. Uh, Engadget has the Google Pixel Book Go review. Uh, they claim it's got an excellent keyboard, good performance, and battery life with a solid and stable OS. Well, it's Google. Uh, but it remains pricey, and the trackpad could be smoother. So there's that. Um, take that as it will. Uh, and Gadget's reporting that ARM says it will keep supplying Huawei with its chip designs after determining that ARM V8-A and its next-gen architecture are of a non-US origin. So that's kind of interesting. We'll see how that goes. Is ARM a, uh, are they a U.S. company? I don't know. I'll have to dig deeper into that. Uh, what else do we have? This is kind of interesting to me. And one of my contentions that I have with PlayStation, um, one of the things I hate about PlayStation is I can't access other streaming services, uh, on PlayStation like YouTube TV. You can't access, uh, what are some of the other players that are out there in the marketplace? Uh, there's another one that I like. It starts with an S. Um, but basically, we, there's a service called PlayStation View that competes with YouTube TV streaming, uh, com, uh, competes with all sorts of, you know, Apple TV and, and all these different other streaming uh, package cable services, if you will. And um, they uh, you, you can't get their service on a PlayStation. So you can't use your PlayStation as much as you would like to as a home entertainment device, which really upsets me because I like my PlayStation Pro. I like my games on PlayStation, but I also like would like to use my media uh, on PlayStation, and it makes it very anti, um, what's the right word, anti-home theater uh, for PlayStation. Now, PlayStation is all about gaming, but seriously, it's 2019, Sony. Wake up. Well, what do they have? But the, the crappy thing is a lot of these different services can't get on PlayStation because PlayStation is trying, is walled off their garden, and they just want everyone to buy PlayStation View, and they won't let competitors on there. They'll let Netflix and you know Hulu and a few things that are kind of siloed, um, but they won't let other streaming like sort of cable-ish streaming uh, companies on the site, on the on the console. So uh, evidently, Sony has now hired bankers to explore the sale of its PlayStation View service, according to sources from the Information News Service, um, which would include the company's tech and subscriber list of around 500K. I'm hoping this will be great if they can sell this thing because I'm really tired of not being able to access the fun other services I have. I, I love you, YouTube TV. I'm trying to think of the other service I've had. I'm sure Apple TV users will like to maybe use it on the thing. I mean, they, there is Apple TV on the Apple TV, 
But, you know, being able to, here's, it's 2019. You want to be able to consume your shit anywhere you freaking want. It's your life. It's your money you pay for it. You should have the freedom to subscribe to the service anywhere you want. Fire TV, all that sort of good stuff. You should be able to get it anywhere. That is the democratization of freedom of what you pay for. Tired of these silos of jerks who wall off their garden, Facebook. And, uh... (laughs) do all that thing uh so yeah that's funny 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 so let's uh let's see what else do we have in the news pile um what else is there uh tiktok is fighting back against politicians we talked about this i believe yesterday that are now uh questioning its chinese over uh, overlord ownership and uh, they're wondering about the content, wondering about the monitor of kids and all the stuff going back to the Chinese government. Uh, they have shot back through BuzzFeed News report. TikTok says its content moderation policies are led by a U.S.-based team and it will not remove content, including posts about Hong Kong at the behest of China. Kind of an interesting argument that's going on yesterday. Um, we reported this uh, on the podcast. Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer and Senator Tom Cotton to ask U.S. intelligence officials to determine whether TikTok poses national security risks. Um, so uh, TikTok's under fire again. If you uh, know, we talked, uh, I think it was about six months ago or something, they paid like a $100, $100 million plus fine uh, because they were signing up kids that were under the age of 13. If you don't know it, there's a law that says social media companies you know, can't take kids under 13. Now the kids cheat, lie, steal, and that's what kids do because they're trying to figure it all out. And, you know, they're trying to circumvent their parents sometimes. <laughs> but uh, they were just letting too many kids on the platform not following the rules, and they paid a huge fine for it. And I believe that's when this U.S. Um, this U.S. thing got set up, this U.S. oversight thing got set up with a bunch of moderators. So um, kind of interesting. TikTok's under getting some shots. They're the hottest game on the market right now. They're doing really hot with uh, all the kids like it. It's where all the kids are, man. I find the I find the platform completely annoying, but probably because I'm old. <laughs> I don't know. I just find it old and mindless. And it's people singing and doing stupid stuff and eating Tide Pods, basically. That sort of thing, you know, thing that made YouTube, YouTube popular. Um, I've been posting on it. So if you're on TikTok, go ahead and follow me. Uh, I recently, uh, joined Triller, which is supposed to be a U.S. competitor of theirs. And they just got a big funding round. But, uh, I've been putting up just like videos of my dogs, my huskies. People love those, that husky stuff. So I've just been posting videos of huskies and I don't know if you like that sort of thing. We've been doing slow-mo videos of the huskies, um, and posting it, which is really cool. So, Fun is fun. There you go. Anyway, guys, that's the news according to me. I'm going to go delve into some product hunt, see if we can find another podcast episode for you folks to engage in. Let me know what you think. Do you think Facebook can be trusted? really like to hear your comments. Go to twitter.com forward slash Chris Voss. Go to Facebook, Chris Voss. Go to LinkedIn, Chris Voss again. <gasps> It's like he owns everything but ChrisVoss.com. He doesn't own ChrisVoss.com. Yeah. They beat me to it like 20 freaking years ago, and I can never get that thing. Anyway, but I do own ChrisVoss.net. ChrisVoss is everything else. So 
run with that. And guys, thanks for tuning in. Be sure to give us a like, subscribe to us on the show. Give the uh, wonderful show a review. Would you please give us a review? Listen, let me talk heart to heart with you. I care that you listen to my show. And you're really important to me because without you, we wouldn't have anything. So if you would take a little bit of your personal time out of your day to go give us a great review. If you feel if you feel we've earned it, I'm not going to ask you to do something that you don't feel we've earned. But if you can give us a good review, you'll help us invest more in the show. We'll spend more money buying mics. I'm trying to look around and maybe buy a jingle, maybe to put a decent jingle in the front of this thing. Uh, although I kind of like I I kind of feel like my jingle is personal. Maybe you do. Maybe you don't. Uh, you know, let us know, man. Talk to us. Let us know. Be there for us because we're trying to be there for you. And we appreciate uh, you guys tuning in. Thanks for being here. We'll see you next time.